Are you ready to get the body and health you've always wanted? It's time to do it. This is Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and now he's all yours. Interviewing the pros in health, wellness, and the fitness field. Get educated and motivated. Let's get to work. From Austin, Texas, this is Bodies by Brent. And this is your host, Brent Ruska. Welcome to another episode of Bonnie's by Brent. I am your host, Brent Ruska. Thank you for joining me. And as you may notice today, we are just in audio format. I appreciate you listening. And before we get into anything, the price of admission for being here, for me producing this, is simply share this with somebody who you think would benefit from this. Share this, pass this on, whether it's a loved one, a friend, or a colleague, Somebody you think would really benefit from listening to this. And before we get into this episode, I want to I share a little bit about why I started this podcast. The reason I started this podcast as, is it started as an idea of helping my other clients achieve better and better results. So one thing I'm very obsessed with is helping my clients get the best possible results Hands down. I want them to improve. If I'm not seeing a client improve over months and months of with working them with working with them, I start to get very frustrated. It's very challenging to to see them not progress. So I was always taught from every mentor I've ever had, results is the first most important priority. Second is customer service, but results help them change or else what are you doing what are you doing if you're not helping somebody change absolutely pointless so with results i decided i wanted to start a podcast because i wanted to share clients experiences and journeys and i wanted to share their strategies when i train people i guide them i help them very individually with setting goals creating new habits for them specifically that are going to work. Because one thing that works for somebody is not going to work for somebody else. But what I quickly realized when I started having clients train with other clients is when they would share their stories of success, say I had a client who lost 20 pounds and, and they were talking to another client who had just start on, started on their journey, even though maybe this new person I had been working with for a little bit, uh, I had told them different strategies and tips and I had this other client come along who had been with me a while, but they had figured out through, you know, setting goals with me and trial and error and being very curious, things that really worked for them. They were able to share their experience and influence my other client in helping them see a different way or helping them understand the process of figuring out how to make things work for them to get good results. And it was through stories of my clients sharing with other clients that really started to accelerate their results. And so I had the idea of how can I help my clients get better results? And the first thing was sharing client stories with my other clients. I'll create a podcast. Secondly, it was me trying to share more of my life and my experiences. I got a lot of requests a lot of times from my clients asking, you know, I, I want to know a little bit more about your journey and your story and 
And so the second part of this podcast, other than clients sharing the results and their experiences to help my other clients and you ultimately, if you're listening, you know, to help you uh, is to express my personality, my stories and my wisdom and my experiences. So hopefully you learn and uh, gain results from that as well. And third, really, this podcast is all about helping you transform your life, period. It is about empowering you. It's about encouraging you to become curious and desire changing the situation you're in with your fitness, your health, and your life. So when I was young, the reason I got into fitness was because I was grossly overweight when I was in junior high. I was a fat, depressed kid who emotionally ate, very sensitive, and was very down. And after years and years of being overweight, I finally had enough. And one summer, I decided to commit to doing a 90-day challenge. It was a Body for Life challenge by Bill Phillips. Forever to this day, I would love to have him on the podcast. Him and his brother had a company called EAS, if you remember that protein brand, and they created this book. They also had a, a magazine called Muscle and Fitness. Awesome dudes. And in this book, they shared these transformations at the beginning of the book. And they had pictures, but it was the stories of these people that had no idea of what to do or how to change their lives or how to get to wherever they wanted to be. And I remember reading these stories of transformation, and I was fully bought in. I was fully bought in. I had tried so many things, too. I tried during that time. I don't know how old I was, 15 or something, uh, you know, Adkins, and everything was just a fucking mystery. I had no idea what worked and what didn't work. I had no idea. I had zero idea. And I was lost, and I was depressed, I was sad, and I remember I committed to this 90 days. And it was lift weights three days a week, do three days of high-intensity cardio, eat six meals a day, focus on protein, eat, you know, low glycemic carbohydrates, eat small portions, have a full Sunday cheat day, rinse, repeat, take your pictures. And I remember there was one point in this journey. And so this is, this is where I got into training. This is why I became a trainer. I would bought a bunch of weights in my garage, had no idea what I was doing with form. Zero fucking idea, zero fucking idea. But I did it anyway. I remember one day in the summer, I did this over a summer. Uh, I was in high school now at the time. And I remember uh, somebody driving by and yelling at me, run fat boy. And I remember thinking in my mind, he's going to see. He's going to see that I'm going to change. He's going to see that I'm going to change. And I don't know where this new mindset or whatever shift happened, but it just it happened. And I remember I got to the end of the three months and I don't even remember if I felt like I was changing. I just fucking showed up every single workout and I just fucking did it. Before I went out with friends, even if it was a Friday, eight o'clock, I was like, no, religiously, I have to do this. And another uh, tip for you is 
Find somebody you can commit to something with. It can be helpful. Share that journey with somebody. I shared it with my dad, which was a very powerful and bonding experience. It was awesome. Lifting weights in the garage, listening to music, hanging out. Forever amazing memories. So I remember I get to the end of the challenge and take my pictures, and I'm blown away. But in some ways, maybe you've experienced this if you've had a a transformation in your life, you don't really even see it. This is why when I'm working with clients, you know, and if you're working out now trying to create change, try not to focus so much, like so strongly at looking at yourself and seeing if you're seeing, trying to see change. Focus on the process, right? Trust your coach, show up, be very present, be very intentional with your workouts. Show up and give it everything you have. Focus. And I remember, so I got to the end of this, and I don't even remember feeling like I changed a bunch. But I had before and after pictures, and I was a lot smaller. I had lost 50 pounds. I was 230, and now I was 180. I was much smaller. And I remember going shopping for school, and I was wearing completely different clothes. Anybody who says that, you know, you know, being in shape, you know, love yourself at any shape. I 100% agree. But your psyche does change when you are in better shape, smaller shape, a healthier shape, when you have strength and muscle, and you've built something that you're proud of. And I was wearing completely different clothes. Before I was wearing fucking baggy clothes with weird anime shirts and weird beads on my neck, hemp necklaces, and like I look like, I don't know, people were afraid of me. I would get called in the office a lot because people thought I always was like some scary dude, and I wasn't. I was just quiet. Um, and when I went back to high school, now I was wearing, you know, bootleg cut jeans, button-up shirts, you know. I was dressing in a way that, like, I felt confident and I felt good. And it wasn't until I walked into school and I saw people's reactions. That, that is what blew my mind, is experiencing other people experiencing me. That was a very powerful moment. And I remember thinking, wow, I achieved something I thought literally was impossible. I didn't even fathom what looking smaller was like. I didn't even, I've never met myself smaller. So I didn't even, I don't have any fucking idea. Uh, And I remember, well, I thought at the time school was uh, propaganda and it was designed to teach you to be a corporate monkey. So, you know. I wasn't going to go that path. I could barely focus in school. Pretty sure to this day I have ADD. Um, and so I decided, you know, this helping people achieve something that they thought isn't possible through the vehicle of fitness seems like this is a good path for me. And that's kind of the beginning of, you know, the beginning of the whole journey right there. But that's not today's the point of today's podcast. You know, today 
you know, I want to share the importance of reflecting. Report importance of reflecting. So there was a recent podcast I listened to with Tim Ferriss, and he interviews a very famous billionaire. I think he's a very like famous Indian. Uh, he does a lot of different startups. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sorry. And he says he gives a lot of information of like how he, you know, his philosophy on life, approaching life, approaching being successful. And he says anxiety for a lot of people comes from not taking time to reflect because life is happening to them so fast that they're unable to see the bigger picture and have confidence in the direction that they're going. Therefore, they're feeling extremely overwhelmed. This is very true. And tomorrow, I am going into a ayahuasca ceremony. And this is a big piece of what this podcast is all about. Is I am sharing with you this journey I'm about to go on my intention for why I'm doing this, and what I want you to take away from this is getting to know me a little bit better, if that's something you want, but also why I deeply feel that we all should take space for ourselves and reflect. I am a very intentional person, and I think to have a life that is rich and meaningful, you need to be very intentional. But if you want to be very intentional, you need to take space for yourself. You need to take time alone away from your spouse, your lover, your kids, your work, whatever. I'm not talking going on a vacation in an all-inclusive resort and hanging out and playing beach volleyball. That's great. That is a great stress reliever. That is a great way to connect with family. That is so many positive benefits for it but you need space especially as life becomes more full to be an intentional creator or that is where that anxiety in your life comes from when you have a clear picture of what you're trying to create in your life then the day-to-day isn't stressful because you know each task each goal each reason why you're waking up each day as a purpose. It's when you start waking up and you're so lost in that grind and you've lost sight of that vision that you are now confused. So, tomorrow I'm going to a undisclosed location. I'm doing an ayahuasca ceremony. Ayahuasca is a vine that comes out of the Amazon. And if I fuck any of this up, feel free to light me up on social media, please make sure you Google and check everything I'm about to say. I'm just trying to uh, recall from memory uh, best I can, and it's probably going to be 80% accurate, but there might be a little bit, so don't quote me 100%, right? Um, ayahuasca, it is a vine, it is a brew, that is, I think ayahuasca stands for uh, spirit of the vine or vine of the spirit, and it is a vine made of two it's a it's a brew made of two plants one is a vine and this vine has DMT in it DMT is a molecule that is found in the brain and the body it is found in all living things 
and you may have heard people smoking DMT, and when they do this, they get this intense psychedelic um, 30-minute-to-an-hour visuals. When this vine is combined with another plant, your body is able to process and bring this DMT in the body. If you just try to have the vine without the other plant, the gut will not allow or it will destroy the DMT. So this brew, this vine, is an MAO inhibitor and it allows this to flood the brain. And far as I understand, when you flood the brain with large amounts of DMT, you disrupt the default mode network. That part of the brain that is your ego, that part of your brain that is the default mode in which you have habits of thinking and thought patterns and just your habitual just go about the day. And so it can completely disrupt this and almost completely shut it off. The other part is it allows areas of the brain that never normally connect to connect and other areas to intensify their connection. And why am I doing this? Why am I doing this three-day, very intense psychedelic? If you look and read about the history and the anthropology of ayahuasca, it is extremely interesting. It was discovered that they've been using this around 4,000 years ago, but that's not even as long as they've been using it. And in the in the indigenous cultures, they use this for many purposes, to heal the mind, to allow for visions. Uh, and you can find online, all you got to do is Google, YouTube, how much healing this has done for people with trauma, with people with pain, with people with sickness, with people with illness. So, as a personal trainer, my job has always been to, like I told you, to get people results. And that being my main outcome for my clients, I need to understand that, you know, how... So, hold on real quick. So quickly I learned on my journey that the mind, the body, and the spirit, and the emotions are all connected. When I was very young, I was trying to help people on only a physical level, change their diet plan, change their workout plan. But you quickly realized that if their mind wasn't on board, then nothing was going to work. And then when you realized that, you realized there was a deeper piece where trauma and emotional problems can affect the outcome, whether their mental attitude and their physical uh, body was in check. And you realize that all of these different components were so deeply connected and if you're a trainer trying to get somebody results, you realize, oh, God, I got to start studying psychology, neuroscience, integrative nutrition, integrative health. You start diving into every single piece. And the more you dive in, the more you realize that we know so much and know so little at the same time. One of my passions is, you know, studying cultures and, you know, studying history and especially when it comes to indigenous cultures. And I think there's so much wisdom there. And so, in the past, I've done some different ceremonies. Never ayahuasca, but I've done some other different ceremonies. Mushrooms and liquid DMT and tantra and so on and so forth. And so, 
you know, I have had profound experiences and they have shifted my life for the better. There was a period of time in my life where I spent five years working on myself because my life was not working. I kept hitting up against a wall and I realized it was something in me was blocking the creation of whatever it is I wanted in my life. And every time I went to do interpersonal work and I released some stuff and I worked on myself, new pieces of my reality, new areas opened up. I did a lot of work on myself and I've created a lot of amazing things in my life. And I have, during the middle of the pandemic, almost one year to date, moved to Austin, Texas, restarted a personal training business that is now thriving. And so my first intention for wanting to go in this ayahuasca ceremony, wanting to take this very intense psychedelic three days in a row where people say they can puke and not feel good and go into very dark places of their unconscious is because I have been pushing and going and going and I need a strong pause so I can reflect within myself what is the next chapter what is the next creation? What is the next intention for what I am trying to do from here on out? I feel like for me, I have done a lot of doing in the last three to four years. And before that, I did a lot of interpersonal work. And now it is time for some more interpersonal work. I've met this edge, and I was telling my sister about this the other day. I feel like a snake, a snake that is about to shed its skin, and I've gotten as far as I can, but this skin, this old skin is so tight on me that I can't, I can't, I'm trying so hard to move into that next phase of my life, next phase of creation, but I'm trying to remove this layer, and for me, this ceremony my intention is to help remove that layer. I've gotten to this place where I've created this amazing life, and now I'm like, what is next? What do I want? Where is this going? How do I want to help people more? What do I want Bodies by Brent to become more of? What do I want it to look like? How do I want to affect my clients? You know, How do I want it to flourish what will it look like in five years you know what do i want my life you know in all the different details from relationships with my loved ones to intimate to you know every little detail of the movie that you're living in what is next for me and so for me psychedelics have always been this tool of reflection I am a very visual person. I am a very visionary person. And so for me to have groundedness in life, to feel centered, to feel calm, I need to have a clear vision. A lot of times I spend weekends by myself getting clarity and just workshopping alone. But all of us need time, and everyone's a little bit different, how much time where they allow themselves to go deep. Now there's a book called deep work. And they say the longer you spend more time in deep work, hours focusing on one task, 
the deeper into that flow and the deeper that work gets. And I view this the exact same way. So this is, a, this is also a time for me to shed any bullshit. When you go through life, right, you got bills and stress and you're hustling and you're doing stuff, you need to take some time and scrub all of that stuff off. You know, and maybe you're not experiencing trauma, but, you know, little residual stresses that you experience through your life, you need to purge and let that stuff go to stay clean and clear. And that's important to me because the only way I can show up to my life the best self I can be is by clearing and purging myself. The only way I can be the best son or brother or trainer to my clients is to be clear and make sure I'm good. So that is another one of my intentions. Another intention is that I am just a very curious person. I'm very curious. And there was a time in my life, plants saved my life. I had very bad acid reflux to the point where I thought I was going to die later in my 20s since I was 12. And when I found juicing from my friend, juicing fresh smoothies and juices, it it healed me. My doctor before that wanted to sew my esophagus shut. For 15 years, I was on proton pump inhibitors. I thought for sure I was going to die of esophagus cancer. To think that you're going to die from something is awful. And if you are anybody with a chronic illness, I understand what it's like to have that voice inside of you. That feeling of not feeling like a healthy person. It's fucking awful. And so, somewhere around 27, 28, I discovered drinking green smoothies and I entered into yoga and my healing journey and spiritual journey began. And from them, I realized I can never say that something doesn't work. You're like, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? When I was younger, I would always say, oh, yoga's bullshit, or oh, this thing's bullshit, or this. And the more I went through life, and especially once I went through my hearing, healing and spiritual journey, I saw stuff, met stuff, and experienced stuff that th- to this day I can't explain. I am a very you know, grounded, practical individual, but I also have this extremely woo-woo side, and I am very open-minded because of these experiences. And so because of this, I understand that plants are extremely powerful and that there is a wisdom in the plants and Mother Nature that is beyond our knowing and that indigenous people have understood this for thousands of thousands of years. And whether the Amazon will be around for 100 years or maybe it won't, it is an experience that when I'm on this earth... I want to have. So those are some of my intentions. Is taking time to reflect on my life. 
taking time to clear myself, taking time to think about the vision of the future for myself, my family, my loved ones, my clients, and to grow deeper understanding of plants and this mother earth energy that comes through this plant. And the third intention is, you know, I decided late in my life, struggling with, am I going to be a personal trainer for the rest of my life? Is that really what I'm going to be? You know, feeling judged by society that like, what am I going to just be a personal trainer? Is that the only thing I'm going to be? And there came a point where I decided, yeah, that's fucking what I'm going to be. Because I have so much power to heal people by being the trainer. The conversations and the depth in which I can touch somebody and help them change their life, I truly believe is greater than most doctors I have met. I have worked with so many people. I have heard so many stories uh, from their doctors and how little impact that some of these people have on them. Personal training, I believe, is one of the most underrated health practitioners in society. If you're somebody who really, you know, if you, even if it's not a trainer, if you find somebody who has your best interest and empowers you to be curious and explore how to help yourself heal and get the health you want, don't let that person go. That is your guide. That is the person that will help you get to where you want to be. So I'm going on this three-day journey. I had to follow a very specific diet this last week or two. No red meat, no pork, no caffeine. Uh, And if you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I suffer from my joy of drinking caffeine. So I have been off caffeine since Friday. It is almost now the following Friday, the first day of the ceremony. And, uh, And the reason you do this is because it may interact very poorly with uh, the medicine. So there's, there's a lot of people who've asked me, aren't you afraid? Maybe you're going to be radically different after this. And all I have to say is the way I'm feeling in this moment is I feel like somebody who is put on a space helmet and I am walking into a rocket ship and I'm ready to fucking strap up and blast off. I understand that I can go to some very deep, dark places, some very horrifying places. But I know that if I trust that on the other side is goodness, and is positive change that will be good for my life, but it will be good for everyone else's life around me. And that above all else is what is important to me. You know, helping people is what my life is about. And I cannot continue to help people if I do not continue to be on the forefront of trying things that can help heal people and then sharing that information with them. Now, I'm not going to go into this because this is a way longer podcast if I go into this, but we are on the cusp of a mental health revolution, one that got shut down in the 60s, 
even though they had over two decades of research by psychiatrists, and it was recommended that they don't make psychedelics illegal. There was so much promise to helping people with mental health, and then they shut it down. The number one problem in the world right now is mental health, trauma, pain, all the rape and anxiety, drug abuse, and hurt. There is so much pain, and we have not developed anything to help that. Meanwhile, indigenous cultures have had something for thousands of years to help with this problem, to help reconnect to Mother Nature and to help you as an individual reconnect to yourself, which is where a lot of this pain stems from. So your homework, what I want you to do is I want you to plan your own ceremony, your own ritual, your own day alone. Two days, whatever it is. I want you to take time. I want you to go rent an Airbnb. Shit, it can be down the street from your house. It can be in another state. It can be in another country. And your intention is to take some time to be alone. Tell your husband, tell your family, I'm turning my phone off. I'm deleting all my apps. So I'm not connected with the outside world. I'm taking some books with me. I'm taking some journals. I'm taking some music. Hey, maybe you're taking psychedelics. And you are spending some time alone. And you are going to go deep within yourself. Reflect on your life. Think about where you've been the last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Think about the pain. Think about the amazing positives. Think about your loved ones. Reconnect with it the subtleties of who you are and what you feel. And it may be a very challenging experience to be alone. You may think, I can't be alone with myself that long. Good, it should be hard. But when you walk away from that experience, you're going to feel at peace. You may have more questions, but you're going to have more clarity. You're going to at least know a direction in which you should start focusing. You might walk away with more gratitude for the people you love. Your own energy is going to be more renewed. This is something that you owe yourself, that you need to do for yourself. So, it is almost 10 o'clock at night. I need to get up, work out, train some amazing clients, pack my bags and go. This is part one. I will share my experience with you after uh, I get back. It may take a couple weeks. There will probably be some episodes in between or more. As, you know, when you have a very profound experience... It's important that, you know, you be choosy with what you share with who, you know. 
when you have an experience, I was always told by one of my teachers, you know, your experience is like gold. You need to make sure you're very carefully who you share what with so that you do not get robbed. You know, you don't have to share everything. There are layers and depths in which you need to share an experience. And you may not know how much to share until you give yourself time. I remember some of the experiences I've had in the past, it wasn't until a year or two later I understood what one piece of it meant. So, give me a little time to process it. But, like I said, this podcast is about sharing my experiences, sharing information with you to help impact you, to help transform your life, to help motivate you and educate you because I want you to have health and fitness and life and feel good that you want. I want you to transform your life in a way that serves you best. And so I'm going to be raw and share as much as I can. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with somebody you think would benefit from this. I greatly appreciate you listening. Follow me on Instagram, Bodies by Brent ATX. If you ever had any questions or would like a free consultation, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks for listening to Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and he's going to be here to help you get the body and health you've always wanted. Thanks for checking out the show, and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you have an idea or topic for the show, maybe you want to be on the show, and you're interested in working with Brent, visit our Instagram at bodiesbybrentatx. See you next time on Bodies by Brent. Brent.